Hey everyone, uh, on this week's episode, we actually have a, a special guest to uh, open up the show. We have uh, Chris Brown live in studio here, and uh, he's going to take it away with uh, his, his version of This Christmas. Go ahead, Chris. Hey guys, it's Chris Brown here. This is the real Chris Brown. Hang all the mistletoe, I'm going to get to know you better this Christmas. And as we trim the tree... How much fun it's gonna be together this Christmas! The fireside is blazing bright. Wow! That we're caroling through the night. Wow! This Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Chris Brown. Let's go presents and cards. Yo, Kid Ink, uh, Kid Ink. I love your shit, man. Yo, yo, what did you say? I'm the real Chris Brown, Sea Breezy. You you heard my song, uh, every song I ever made? Have you seen me crump? Watch me crump right now. I'm currently crumping. What's good, everyone? Welcome to episode 10 of High Top Flip Flops. Yo, round of applause for Chris Brown. Thank you for joining us in the studio. Oh, man, Chris, he comes he comes by sometimes, uh, but I, we don't I mean, let him inside. Like, we don't I can't believe you hooked us up with that. Like, how did you, how'd you meet him? So I was watching uh, This Christmas, uh, starring Chris Brown, right, right, right. as well as Loretta Devine and uh, uh, Idris Elba, right? Because around Christmas time, you know, it's a very lonely time. Sad or, is uh, a real thing. Seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. Yeah, it's, it's actually very lonely. Mm. Which is why Gambino used to say, I drop my albums during Christmas time, because like, that's when I was super alone and stuff like that. And I'm like, true. So I started watching uh, black Christmas films. Um, There's not a lot of those. Medea, oh, Medea's oh, there is. There is. Uh, everything but Medea. Everything oh. minus uh, what's his name? Tyler Perry. Tyler, Tyler Perry. Uh, we do not listen, watch any Tyler Perry at all. <laughs> and he was good so, in Gone Girl, though. I'll say that much. Oh, he was. He was. Yeah. yeah. When he's himself, he's a great actor. Just don't. Just you know, when he's like an you know like extremely old black woman. Yeah, just cut it out. black woman. Just cut it out, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I gotta be honest. Uh, Chris Brown's a horrible human, but when he sings This Christmas, I think he's Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, jeez, oh my. And most of you are probably shaking your head. You're like, nah, Chris Brown? Like, yo, he's whack. YouTube it. And then, seriously, tweet me back, hit my email, follow me on my email, nevekahotmail.com, and you'll know. Uh, back, to, back to the pod real quick. Um, obviously, we have Krish. What's going on? It's Krish, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Date Your Girl With You, a.k.a. The Tamil Hemingway. And uh, it's a snowy-ass day. All the mandems came through a little bit late, but alive. That's all that matters because the roads are mad snowy. So uh, shout-out to all you guys are coming through. To my right, I got Anno, a.k.a. Young Gobsmacked. How you doing, man? Okay, yeah. Chilling, man. Thank you so much for coming through today. Yeah. To his right, we got Methusen, looking yeah. fresh as hell. Man got a haircut. How are you feeling? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm alive. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, Nivek, how are you feeling today? Uh, good, good. Young Patagucci, a.k.a. the Tamil Tyrese, a.k.a. Uh, that one. <laughs> Mr. Run Up To Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away. And we have a special guest today. Uh, let him know who you are real quick. Uh, so, Joshua, uh, a.k.a. I have no idea what to nickname myself. And mm-hmm. I had a really rough childhood, so trying to nickname myself and have no friends. So I was kind of that loner kid, but you know, that's how things turned out, and I'm here now, okay. Yeah. That's a great Ooh, nickname. Ooh, right okay, there. round of applause. Huge. <laughs> Huge. That's, uh, 
For someone who didn't know what their nickname was, I was on the spot. I rate you for that. But Josh is a is a special guest today. He's got a lot to tell us about. He's got a lot of great projects um, in the works. Some that he's even made a little bit, and we're super excited to ask him a little bit about it. Yeah, you can uh, you can check out my spoken word show in the uh, back of the Queen of Spadina McDonald's you know, <laughs> at night when they kick you out the top section. But you know, I'm still there doing spoken word for uh, for that one homeless guy that is drinking henny out of uh, a McDonald's cup. Yeah. Uh, Never forget the guys. Quick, quick shout out to that uh, Queen of Spadina <laughs> top floor because if you've been there on Friday night 3 a.m., um, you know you know how it goes down, it and you know who you are. You know who, <laughs> who you really are when you're when you're there. When you're face down in uh, a free when you're face down chicken. in uh, a junior chicken and some of your vomit and regret <laughs> and a lot of a yeah lot of a lot regret. of regret. Damn. A lot of regret. Damn. <laughs> uh, so real quick, we met. I met Josh while working at Best Buy with the Nogen. And uh, let know, it be known, legends are born at Best Buy. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> legends are born at Best Buy. I'm I am sitting amongst greatness right now. <laughs> and everyone in this room oh, minus I, minus I just, me. I just want to say I've had conversation with many people that have worked at many other Best Buys besides the one we worked at, and it sounds like the most uninteresting place to work ever. I don't know why our Best Buy seem to have so much going on all the time. Keep yeah. Alive. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we just had a couple of key associates. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, like that one time um, uh, we watched three of the managers kick the shit out of a dude that tried to steal an Xbox controller <sighs> in the front of the store. After he had ran outside the store, they dragged him back inside man, and kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> the only thing that matters is the product, man. These guys are <laughs> yeah. just these guys are deep in the trap. We are, and everyone on the show already knows. Uh, anyone who's been listening already knows about Mac and his time at uh, at Best Buy, and of course, Anna and Matusin have told us all about their chronicles as well. So yeah, legends legends really are born here, uh, yeah. and we should just keep it going. We should just find these managers who kick the shit out of someone too. Uh, yeah, to all the parents listening, you know, get your kid in the Best Buy right now. Um, they're gonna grow. They're gonna prosper. They'll learn about technology and, <laughs> and low key not tell you about Fight Club. <laughs> they'll tell you and all about. Uh, all about how to get the greatest deals, you know? And they'll teach you how to sell a laptop. Oh, this one, eight gigs of No, RAM. hold on, no, 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 more specifically, they'll teach you how to, s- they'll teach you how to sell a warranty that you pay for on a monthly basis, <laughs> thinking that you've got all the service in the world when really they're doing the most half-assed job they can possibly do and hoping that you just don't come back. Shout out Geek Squad, man. Shout out uh, <laughs> Medusin, say one, uh, say a quick line uh, on behalf of Geek Squad, real quick. Yo. Geek Squad, we keep it 100. I don't understand what any of these guys are saying. We always deliver the best service. You can always hire me back, Geek Squad. <laughs> you want to go back? No, never. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just trying to keep it clean, you know. Just well, only if they hire me for the calibration. <laughs> <laughs> Down, so, I think we explained ca- what calibration is but to when you, Mac was on. That's right. Uh, um, but to anyone yeah. who doesn't know, Anna, tell me again what calibration is, please. Um, it's when they come to your house and uh, tell you to step out of the room. <laughs> And uh, this is for installing TVs, yeah? They just uh, put your picture mode on vivid. <laughs> so it's super everything bright. is brighter. Uh, how much How much does it cost for this process? It's like, uh, a, it's like $299. Yeah. <laughs> $249. $249. $249. $249. $249. Yeah. $249. What, what $249. $249. <laughs> $249. What else can you get for $249? Oh, oh, well, I mean, like, it depends on the section of the store you're in. Now, if you're in the home theater section, <laughs> I was lucky enough to work in both of these sections for some reason. When you're in the home theater section, you can not only sell your regular uh, asshole coming to buy a really expensive TV that you can never afford on the wage that they pay you um 
but you can you can sell him that TV along with a warranty that supposedly covers him for like nothing really at all. But like, <laughs> hey, if something goes wrong with your TV, we say that you can call us for sure. it. So yeah, you can you can buy that for anywhere between like three to five years because you know your TV is probably gonna die after six, and the warranty is not gonna mean anything anyways. True. Right. Um, you can then buy this calibration service where all we do is change the picture mode on your TV. I didn't know that. Thanks for educating me. <laughs> now we know. Um, the, the more you know. <laughs> the, more you, the more you know. Yeah, the more you um, know. Fuck, I feel like there was other stuff that you could have bought. Oh, you, you could pay us to mount your TV, which is literally like 15 minutes of screwing <laughs> screws into a wall and then into the back of your TV. And like, if you want to be fancy, you can get that mount that like swivels out the wall for whatever mm. fucking reason, because you know, you really need that in your life. Yeah. That's important for people who don't know how to use screwdrivers. Like, there's a lot of us. <laughs> a lot so, of us. You know, right, um, righty, uh, righty, Lucy, lefty, tidy, right? No, <laughs> righty, tidy. Righty, tidy. <laughs> uh, Yo, we got us all for a minute. Everyone's like, oh. I know you're still uh, most likely smacked, but that's okay. <laughs> Here at this show, we don't discriminate at all. We accept people in all states. That's right. Um, not all race, no, okay. Of course. <laughs> of course uh, we accept all you Kubians as well. Everybody's welcome here. Uh, I want to go into our Soup It Up real quick. Soup It Up, everybody knows, sponsored by Campbell's Soup. Uh, they're not paying us at all, but they should real soon. Um, so my my bit is, I saw a meme, right? It's probably the worst meme I've seen of this year. Worst? Worst meme. Tell them why. Tell them. I also want to mention the best meme, which we've all seen as well. Okay. The Hermit the Frog one? Uh, no, no, Joe Biden? No. It's Orlando Brown. Oh! oh. But I'll talk about the worst meme real quick. Um, the worst meme is Bill Gates and uh, other nerd Mark Zuckerberg in a photo saying, "Oh, 130 billion, but no Gucci belt." You know what? The, you know what else there is? It no swag. Facts. No girls. Facts. No nice kicks. Facts. I think it cuts off at like their knees. So give them the benefit of the doubt. No, no, they, they, you know they're not wearing these kicks. <laughs> they're wearing New Balance. They're, <laughs> they're wearing New they're Balance. Wearing, uh, they're wearing the All Lives Matter sneakers. <laughs> so, so not even to cut you off, but I, I try to look this meme up, and uh, the, the only interesting thing I found is the, this picture of Mark Zuckerberg and his uh, like Asian wife. Right. I feel like this should be the new Mark Zuckerberg meme. I don't know, get you to get you guys' opinion. Oh on that. wow. This this just seems like it, it could have like really interesting captions. It's also really well done. You could tell he paid someone for this. That's right. So closed captioning for anyone who's listening, it's just him with his head pressed up against his wife's head as they both look lovingly into their newborn child's uh, eyes. Don't forget he's wearing the same shirt. He's wearing the same gray t-shirt. The same, the uh, that's same a very shirt. important fact. If you didn't know, uh, Facebook is actually blue and white because Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is colorblind to green and red. Really? Yeah, that's that's an actual thing. I remember learning that. I don't know where, and I actually hate myself for knowing that. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, you must hate Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Santa so, Claus never came to his house. Yeah, for real. Also, legit fact that Nogin just stated, Mark Zuckerberg hates Christmas. So well, well, imagine why. If you can't see red and a big, fat, white guy in what you can only see is, like, white frill and then not red. If you just see gray everywhere. He's basically, basically a fat KK ma- a KKK member in yeah. his house. Well, I can't see my future, but I still have hope in myself. <laughs> so there we go. That's all that matters, yeah. Um, but real quick, so that's trash meme. Uh, best meme of the year is Orlando Brown, uh, formerly of That's a Raven fame, being interviewed by Vlad. Yeah. In what was his name on That's a Raven? Eddie. Eddie. It was Eddie, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And then... Um, what happened? He basically describes how he... Uh, 
performed performed Conolingus Conolingus on uh, Raven what's her last name Simone Simone, Simone yeah. yeah um Raven and Baxter he does it by singing a, a little tune um a little uh, showtime little showtime, showtime ragtime <laughs> tune in which he goes mm ba mm mm ba mm yeah yeah and he goes yeah yeah <laughs> he and actually hits that too like he that he does it ten times better than how I just did it um it's like he practiced it it's oh not, my word he certainly practiced wow you just type in ORL and it's the first thing that pops up is Orlando because <laughs> that's all the streets are talking about and that's all they should be talking about too because you think about it there's literally no other way like think about Wait, it was on DJ term. Vlad right that's right yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Vlad TV um and this guy goes in so here's my question though when did when did videos officially like small video clips enter the realm of memes or being considered memes hmm. when did that's that when did that happen but but in this case it's like a it's like an actual video clip with like audio you know what I mean I think more in terms of like Instagram right mm, okay so you're saying because like you, and Vine and stuff Vine well, yeah so like when that like six seconds right right became a whole well, thing well personally what I think it is and this you, you can tell me what you think about my opinion but like I feel like slowly like we've traversed to to simplifying our attention span down to like the most minimal thing right. possible so like for example like when Instagram video became a thing it was like oh the greatest thing in the world it was like 15 seconds and Vine came out it's like oh my god 6 seconds people are like who the fuck's gonna use Vine 6 seconds and then yeah. like oh my god 6 second videos exactly. you know and then fucking now like now no one cares about Vine right it's dead. but like what was like the next real big thing it was just like regular ass memes because all you had to do was look at it and like read quickly yeah you know what I mean so I feel um, like our attention span is literally strung out to just like needing to see something for a brief second like think we've laughed and then move on with the rest of our lives memes have been around for a while cause like they have like uh, 9 gag and stuff it was like oh, a yeah. huge thing right? there was Fortune. um but there was a big thing on YouTube anime where they used to animate memes they tried to bring it back because memes are booming again and it's yeah. kind of not working it just fucking sucks mm-hmm. yeah. and like more and then like especially with uh, certain events that unfolded over oh, in 2016 became, memes became a huge thing a way to express our frustration with the system when <laughs> Lord and Savior Harambe died yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. yeah this year was uh this year was like certainly certainly the year that like memes met in middle school and like as you know with fitted caps snapbacks g-shocks and Roshi runs as soon as something reaches middle school mm. like it's over yeah it's over it's just it reaches a they point take of desensitization. Oh man, absolutely, you know? Because, like, you're 11 years old. You just seen Chris Brown wear at one time, except the photo was taken three years ago. You're 11 years old? That's true. 16 is coming to an end. It is. It's finally oh, here. Worst year of the decade. Yeah. It took so many of. So many. Pe- so many people that we've loved. Muhammad Ali passed away. That's right. Prince. Prince. Harambe. David Bowie Harambe. gone too. Leonard Cohen gone. Oh, yeah. A lot of intelligent folks, man. But you know, we're still here. This we're was, we're moving on to twenty seventeen, so this was a very good year in music though. Oh man. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Year, man. For sure. Unfortunately J. Cole had to kill it by dropping <laughs> some uh, whatever music he, he made. You know what? For your eyes. You know what? Okay? Yeah, you're uh, you're entitled to your opinion, bro. It's fine. <laughs> But, uh, but really though, Nivek is a a huge fan of J. Cole. <laughs> yeah. He, he is his favorite artist okay, okay. i actually always tweet yo j cole's so deep you don't even get him yo. you have to be intelligent to listen to j. Cole. okay very good point college you have to graduate college. 
very good point. Those those people definitely rustle my feathers a little bit because you don't have to be intelligent to listen to J. Cole. I think you I think maybe the same can be said for Kendrick. I think particularly because of how much far, like far more unpacking you have to do with Kendrick Lamar's like bodies of work. Whereas J. Cole is just like talking about, you know, his feelings. And there's no, nothing wrong with that. Things that have happened to him. But you also don't have to be an intellect to do it. You just have to be comfortable with your emotions. And you don't mm-hmm. have to be an intellect to be comfortable with your emotions. Well, actually, that's maybe uh, a, a, a point that I'll retract. Like, I don't know. Do you think uh, you can be comfortable with your emotions without necessarily having to have intelligence at like a higher level? I don't know. What, what are we talking about when we say intelligence? Okay. Maybe we shouldn't spiral down this hole. <laughs> we'll save it for another day. Yeah. But either way, uh, yeah, you don't. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you know that what? sounded like a segue to a university course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is what we're going to learn about. Yeah. The, the, the 101 courses. You know what? I was watching I was watching this YouTube video today, and it was like uh, it was like this guy. You know those like, ra- there's like millions of them on YouTube where like people go on the streets and just like ask questions. Like those world star questions. You remember yeah. those videos? Yeah. So it's like that, but it's like these British dudes. And they're going around at like 3 a.m. in the morning. And oh, like, yeah, they'll ask people just like, oh, you know, what's your name? What are you doing out? And they'll ask them like a simple question, just like, oh, like, you know, like, why do you like this? Why do you like this club or whatever? And they'll mm-hmm. answer them. But every time they like, their next question is just like a very deep philosophical question. She's like, so I don't know. They'll say something like, oh, you know, I've been to this club since I was like 18, whatever. Like, I love it. And it'll be like, okay, so my next question is, how do you know you are you? And how do you know you exist outside of the, the world? that you perceive (laughs) these people are are just like what what (laughs) i have no idea and then he's just like yeah and this guy's like okay so i I cut my toenail earlier today and i put it in the trash and technically that toenail is a part of me so then when i throw it away am i throwing away a part of me to what extent is that toenail a part of me and how do i know it is a part of me how do you know you are you and these people are just like dog what the hell (laughs) just kind of like run up they're just like man why the fuck are you doing this? That's great. I think that... And, and you know, you know, they have one of those moments, like, later on that evening when they go home, they're, like, standing in the shower and they're really thinking about yeah, the exactly, answer to that exactly. question. Right? Because, like, you know, they, they just didn't want to deal with it at that time because then they had to really think about, like, what have they done in their life to really make themselves matter? Yeah. Yeah, for real, man. 3 a.m.? That's... Queen and Spadina at McDonald's, bro. Queen and Spadina at McDonald's. You'll see many people doing that in the bathroom, actually. Yeah. Probably. For real. <laughs> just wash their face and just look in the mirror. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> don't, don't lie to yourself. Everybody has done that by now. It's 3 or 4 a.m. You're just there. It's like, what have I become? Like, what, am, what am I doing right now? I have to wake up in three hours. I hate myself. Mm. Go to bed. And the next day happens. Yeah. Friend, uh, Do you realize you have responsibilities tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who, um, who had worked the, the night. So we were out until like 5 a.m. maybe. And then he had work at 7 a.m. And I'm like, I asked him, like, isn't that in a couple of hours? And he's like, and? <laughs> he made it to work that day. Really? Yeah. He was um, drunk as as I've ever seen him. Yeah. He went to work. And surprising enough, he performed his shift um, at a local grocery store. Right. <laughs> he came back and he did it all over again. Damn. I'm like, that's, well, that's what I call resilience, you know? <laughs> that's what you know, like... This is the type of person I want to be when I grow up. This guy I think knows I might know who this is. Yes, you do know who he is. Um, He's a great one. Does he share a name with a rapper? Yes, he does. Okay, <laughs> shout out to him. Let's give him a round of applause real quick. That was your uh, name. Well, we can technically say his name. 
Because does he still work at the grocery name store? that rapper. Okay, yeah, share the rapper's name. He's on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he is. Okay, well, yeah, that's good. As long as he's <laughs> not the grocery store. I mean, either way, you would have killed it. Clearly, could have done whatever he wanted. But mm. fuck it, man. Back to stupid up though, Josh. Yeah. Man, you have a your phone is fucked up. Oh. It looks like a bullet went through it. Okay, yeah. What happened so, to your phone, bro? So for anyone who knows what uh, the Flatbush Zombies are, Flatbush Zombies are quite popular. Uh, collective out of New York, the part of that whole like uh, Beast Coast movement yeah. type thing. Anyways, I've been a big fan of them since high school. They were like really into drugs, and I I was a really alone person, so like you know, drugs were a really easy way to fit in. So, anyways, uh, besides the point of like t- t- you know, ruining my life from very early age, I went to the concert. Um, Where was it? Where was that? It was at the Phoenix Concert Theater. Um, so like on Sherborne Street or some shit. Yeah. If y'all from downtown, you know where the fuck that is. Um, so yeah, get to the concert. I get there early, like almost two hours early. So like when I get in, I'm pretty close to the stage. Um, yeah. I know one of the members, Eric, uh, Eric Elliot, yeah. is a big Gorillas fan. If you don't know what the Gorillas are, Google it. Um, I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> um, but like uh, yeah, so he's a big Gorillas fan. I'm a really big Gorillas fan, and uh, I made him like this kind of a uh, hand printed and like hand painted. Uh, Gorillaz t-shirt, mm. right? So like I printed white on white vinyl um, with the Gorillaz logo and then I uh, spray painted it over and then uh, when you wash it once, the vinyl stains with the color of the spray paint but right. it fades into the back shirt giving it this really nice effect. Mm. So anyways, like half... I was going to throw it on the stage start of the concert and uh, some idiot decided to throw his sweater on the stage before I threw my shirt on and then Meech grabbed his sweater, spit in it and threw it back into the... Uh, threw it back into the mosh pit so I, I'm like okay we're not doing that so Meech actually gets lost in the mosh pit right so they turn on the fucking lights and they gotta find him Eric's standing uh on like the corner of the le- like left corner of the stage where I'm like you know basically close to and I like shoot my hands up like holding this shirt and he sees it he's like that's cool I'm like this is for you and throw it and my phone gets caught in the shirt so he catches the shirt you know all happy and shit and I just fall I watch my phone plummet to its death um, and hit the floor security guard hands it back to me I just turn it over and like it essentially looks like if you had the thinnest layer of ice and someone just happened to you know drop a quarter on it yeah. and it like shattered just ever so slightly all the way through but not enough to completely fall apart yeah so that's how my phone looks right now but uh, i've had this phone for like over two years like two and a half years now yeah um and i ordered a new phone on monday before i even broke this thing so it was like it was like the best way to smash my phone yeah yeah like i I could have been like one of those regular assholes like oh how'd you smash your phone oh like i swiped it off the table like no like when i I, people like oh how'd you smash your phone oh i was at like a flatbush zombies concert and while tossing a t-shirt to one of the members my phone got caught in it and smashed on the floor by the way he shouted me out on his instagram for giving that shirt so it was totally worth it yeah Yeah. actually i kept the screenshot of it because it was like kind of like a life moment for me I don't have much that I've achieved in my life, so like that's one of those things. <laughs> he's the architect, man. He's such a he's he's like a lot of people on the surface. I don't think will ever kind of look as Flatbush Zombies as like this really neat group of you know artists, but like Eric is really at the, the helm. That's, of it, you know? that's the shirt. That's the shirt. Okay, yeah. wow. Um, man, that is so sick. And. Like you make a lot of other shirts too. Is that something uh, you I've just kind of like? I've been with? designing for years. I like I fuck with fashion a lot. Right. Like um, I, I don't know when it kind of caught on for yeah. me. Um, but like growing up, like I always just saw 
like you know people dressed well and was a bit envious knowing that i, I couldn't necessarily go in that direction right. and then like you know i got a day job and like no other priorities in life because i lived in my parents basement and i didn't pay rent <laughs> yo we and here man we in my parents basement right now live and direct live and direct that's We're the flex here. so anyways yeah so disposable income was a great thing and yeah. i used to blow a lot of money on clothing and i realized i'm like hmm, a lot of this stuff is like just not exactly what i could envision mm. and then i just started designing on my own uh, a lot of graphics and stuff right. like that and then this past year i've had the the lucky opportunity to produce some of them like this sweater that i'm wearing i right. actually made i took the uh, like backwoods font that every like you know person is uh so famously known for yeah. and then i like made it scarborough yeah and then like if you remember those like neighborhood watch stickers you'd see on like everyone's door though there was like no neighborhood watch program right so i had to fuck that up on that's the back, on the back. The, uh, oh that's true oh yeah, yeah i definitely remember damn that. that's yeah. sick for uh we're gonna we're gonna make this the the uh, avatar for this for this pod episode so everyone can see how uh how sick yeah. this <laughs> this sweater is, man. He's just wrapped. Oh, thanks, man. This is this is only sample. I, I hope to like one print them one. better. Okay. Print them better for the actual run. Like these these hoodies fit mad tight, and I'm pretty sure this will irritate like anyone that. <laughs> yeah, you know we wear our our sweaters triple XL out here. You know? Honestly, triple tall XL. tees, triple mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> size thirty eight jeans, Koji pants. Yeah. Oh man, Xco jeans. You know. Thirty eight jeans, jeans tucked into my socks. All the Air Force ones. Those. Air Force yeah. Ones white out on my backpack. Don't play, man. Those Tiger yeah. graphics on the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I salute a lot of those guys. I remember football jerseys. Yeah, a lot oh, of those guys. Yeah, shout out Hussein. He's telling us. Uh, he's telling us all about the uh, the uh, special edition Gucci that's coming out with the tiger and the snake prints. They're bringing them back. High fashion though. Oh yeah, yeah. I seen that uh, uh, in the store. Yeah, man. Um, but sorry. So you kind of you kind of brought up printing tees and designing a little bit of clothing. Do you think? Uh, would you say is it fair to say that that was kind of like your your first creative outlet? Do you feel like you had dabbled, or, or at what point did you kind of feel like you know you wanted to create things to some um, capacity? I would actually say pretty early on with writing, and funny enough, like I, I never did anything with writing. I just always knew I was good at it. Like all throughout like my years of schooling, I never like got under like an eighty five in English, which is not something necessary to boast about, but like I know I, I work well with my they words. They validate your your Yeah, yeah your I work well with sure. my words. Uh, so like I've always liked poetry and stuff like that, but like I've never seen a real career out of it. Like I don't think I have the attention span to write a book. Yeah. Um but then again I've also written the pilot episode for a TV show of my okay. own that like I've never released. So right. I do a lot of like projects and like sometimes like that project will turn into more than just a project mm. and then sometimes it'll just be a project designing something i just really enjoy i like to like photo manipulate and stuff like that okay. um like i would say i kind of like got into modeling to like be a creative you right. know thinking that like if i post like cool fit pics and shit maybe i'll end <laughs> yes. up like ian connor or Lady yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit like that but you know life isn't like that and uh you know what uh, i'm not that good looking and i'm not like extremely ugly either so like i don't get like either edge of the coin right Fair. you know what i mean like yeah so um then like just being in front of the camera a lot you end up asking questions you know you get curious as to like what is the process to like take what like i'm standing in and make it look the way that you make it look because a lot of time you'll like you know you'll be looking at like the scenery they have you stand in, and they take the phone and you're like what the fuck like this looks nothing like this yeah you know what i mean and like that gets really interesting and then like slowly by like learning and like asking questions i really fell in love with photography and that became my main outlet right uh for a very long while 
and uh, now I'm like uh, I'm starting to understand that I shouldn't limit myself to like one outlet. So I'm actually like gonna be releasing my fall winter collection uh, come end of January. Right on. Uh, I produced a magazine just so I felt like I had somewhere that I could put out my writing that I never did anything yeah. with. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be launching my site soon. Hopefully, uh, okay. just putting just putting whatever I feel like is worthy content. You know yeah. what I mean? If I decide to all of a sudden start singing, even though you know I sound like a, a, sh a shower legend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out shower legends, man. Yeah. Chris yes. Brown apparently is one, you know, so. <laughs> apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things that you actually brought with you here is this, this magazine that you kind of created. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about this. So what, uh, what originally spawned this, this magazine? Was it something that you just wanted to do? Was it for a class? Like, are you in school for photography? Yeah, um, okay. so no, funny enough, I'm in school for art and design. Okay, and, cool. um, where, where do you go to school? If you don't I, go, I go to Centennial. Uh, they, they have like a, a campus dedicated to all the artsy shit, no which is kind of cool, but it's also like really stupid and it's smaller than a high school. Okay. Uh, people that. come visit me at school and they're like, what the fuck is this? Thing? <laughs> like, yeah. So this is my entire campus. Yeah. It takes like less than two minutes to walk completely. Wow. Uh, it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> you know what I mean? My high school is bigger than it. Really? If that really, like gives you context as to how fucking small this yeah. thing is, yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> you're what you're going to school for? Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing art and design, which right. like to some people confuses them because they're like, "Aren't you a photographer by trade?" I'm like, "Yes, I am." And uh, I had the brilliant idea of uh, jumping ship from my film and broadcasting program that I was in before that, right. and doing art and design because uh, I felt like, well, first of all, film and broadcasting, if if you're a person that likes to be independent and work on your own, don't do film broadcasting. It's the worst thing of life. You have to depend on like a million and one other people to get your vision to come to life. And nine times out of ten, those people aren't like as driven as you toward your idea and they don't see your vision. And they either fuck it up or just don't do the work properly. And then right. you're like the thing that you wanted to come up beautifully comes out half-assed. You feel like that, uh, that kind of... Like genuine collaboration isn't really like a thing. Is that? I feel like genuine collaboration is a thing, but you have to realize like doing a program that's geared towards film, you're you're stuck with a pool of people that you must work with. Right. Yeah. You know so I mean? so in yeah so in this kind of in this school of study or whatever it is, that's where you're just gonna have all these people set in their ways where your exactly. creative input just doesn't fit. Like in yeah, there's a lot of like I wouldn't say if if we had to put it into like a term that was understandable, it's like uh, a car with like multiple engines and none of them function right. like for each other it's like one's trying to go 80 miles per hour another one's going 20 one's fucking idling one's having time turning over and starting itself you know right. what i mean it's just like a whole bunch of bad variables stuck together mm. working on like one thing that's supposed to be like an entity of course okay yeah, so film and broadcasting is like i couldn't take it anymore just like working with people that like you legitimately just would not work with if you weren't forced to right yeah. so i jumped ship did art and design because i like i enjoy designing one and i feel like uh, it'll have some benefit somewhere down the line yeah. funny enough uh, uh i work for a vape company now like I was, I was doing sales yes. and um doing art and design they see that like i've got the basis for graphic design mm -hmm. and now I'm, once schooling finishes i'll become one of their head graphic designers which is kind of a funny way to fall into a career yeah i mean either way kind of like what you said it's like Sure, it might not be defined, you know, art and design, but it is providing you with the agency to see I, out your creative exactly. ideas, Exactly. Right? Like, the big thing about it was, like, and why I made the jump is because I want to, like, I feel like as someone that considers themselves an artist, like, a lot of people like to lock themselves to one medium. When, like, when you tell someone you're an artist, they either, they automatically assume you paint or draw or something like that, right? But, like, 
that's that's very broad you know what yeah. i mean like that's literally saying that i can only do one medium and i can only like work with my hands like yeah. as an artist like and i think frank ocean does it best with like his visual album in endless yeah. and like all the work he did on his magazine stuff like that that's another reason i went into art design i want to be able to express myself through as many mediums as i can possibly get my hands on right. and uh, though i may not be like you know the greatest at that medium when i start the point is to try and like get the basis of it exactly. so slowly it just kind of tacks on and i gain either like a skill for it like a legitimate skill or i like gain my own stylistic aspect to that like yeah. for example some people can't really draw but like they draw in a certain style that is like appealing yeah you know what i mean uh for example like very early on simpsons it's kind of oddly drawn and like oh, it's yeah. not like the it's most a lot appeal- goofier, yeah. yeah it's not the most appealing thing in the world but like it's got its stylistic aspect that makes you kind of enjoy it and that's mm-hmm. it's obviously being refined right exactly but right over the, the years core idea is there. but like the for you need somewhere to start at the end of the day yeah right? so i felt like art and design was that place for me wow man you know it's funny that you said that because i well as like a good way of articulating because i i have a friend who uh who studied like uh he basically studied cultural studies and he was big into like this school of thought known as like you know critical theory mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it is just like it's very is looking at a lot of kind of cultural phenomenons or whatever it is but looking at it from a very kind of critical lens and a lot of the time in like your third and fourth year like kids will just be like oh this is a course about music so i'll take it or like oh this is a course about film so i'll take it but when you get down to like the seminars like you might have like a good idea but because you didn't take those like first and second year courses about like the terminologies the theories the like main ideas uh these kids like struggle to get their ideas out you know so in the in the same kind of way whether or not you end up pursuing all these mediums or whether or not some mediums uh art kind of appeal to you or you feel like you can kind of master you know have the the vocabulary essentially to at least dabble in each of them or ask the right questions you know absolutely um so like you know you're taking like a photo or whatever and it's like okay i want to do this or i want to do this and now you have the base knowledge of like a camera to be able to see those things out right yeah absolutely like um i think one of the biggest things is especially like not feeling like uh you can't dabble in a medium you know what i mean i feel like a lot of people especially once they get comfortable doing one thing like that's all they like care to know at the end of the day and like uh, like people stop being progressive you know what i mean it's like you get comfortable and it's like that's it it's like it's like you know the whole like mentality like okay I, I like i find a girl settle down have kids move on with my life you know fucking like now now it's time to flourish them into whatever the fuck they're supposed yeah. to be and i think that's completely horseshit like when i have my kids i want them to look at me like holy fuck how, how do i get there <laughs> like bitch gotta work hard to get here yeah. <laughs> never be boxed in right yeah i want to i want to feel like as my kids are learning i'm learning something you know what i mean and not like just because they're kids like i'm legitimately like learning something like that i want to learn yeah uh, you need to keep pro- progressive you're gonna you're gonna bore yourself if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over sure. and over again right yeah so i feel like at least dabbling in every medium at some point in time i can produce some sort of project in that medium uh, whether it be now, months down the line, years, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like when when in an idea that has enough traction behind it right. um, needs that medium, I can just lean towards that medium. And at least if I don't know what I'm doing 100%, being that I dabble that medium, I will know, uh, say, A, B, and C that I can refer to to help me create the way that I need to. Yeah, yeah. And like, it, yeah, it kind of puts you in a position where you can also reach out to other people, right? Maybe you do have the expertise or whatever it is, but you kind of have that segue. Um so I mean, yeah. Right now, you you feel like photography is kind of like the the main focus for you now, right? Yeah. Okay. And like, uh, what I guess, 
yeah, how long would you say that photography has kind of been your your primary outlet for for or like creative outlet? I would say about like a, a year and a half now. To okay. be completely honest, yeah. um, I was lucky enough to uh, have a really good friend uh, from high school whom I wasn't as cool with when right. I went to high school with him, but um. Uh, he started doing photography based upon a, a select choice of advice I gave him before mm -hmm. I left high school. And then um, being that like he became a photographer, everybody kind of wanted his attention, like, hey, take photos for me, for take sure, photos for, for me. Sure. So I seemed like one of those guys to him, right? And like to be completely honest, I was one of those guys. <laughs> we actually went out and shot and like, you know, we just had great conversation and really clicked well again and like, you know, um, that really led to me meeting some of his closer friends who were also creatives and then yeah. like now that's like people I consider like family like right. besides the no blood relation like those are people like that I love with all my heart you yeah. know what I mean and like it's really cool to think that like just choice choice interactions have helped build um, my creative aspects by like not necessarily learning the traditional way like reading a book or being taught but like just hanging out with my friends and then being strong in those mediums being able to hand that knowledge down to me in a sense yeah. and allow me to grow just with the basis that they give me yeah yeah kind of genuine collaboration right yeah like, best way to kind of put us yeah, your friends really impact you like they can motivate you so much mm -hmm. yeah. to, to do so much like you'll feel there will be times where like the people you're with will really impact what you do in your creative work oh, absolutely. you might see a decline and then when you switch up you know not saying <laughs> not saying that your friends right now are bad people but they might be holding you back a bit i'm not no, saying I'm get absolutely. new friends <laughs> but sometimes you know no meeting new people <laughs> no might change friends. it up a bit this is this is actually uh like somewhat of an interesting point that i'd like to bring up to you guys do you feel like in like today's kind of like society that people will be quicker to look down and help put down someone based upon the fact that they're like succeeding in a field just because they're not doing well themselves you know what i mean because um I, i'll say i actually had this with my the same friend i'm talking about his name's jewel uh who is jewel on instagram yeah, really talented photographer and much more famous than i am at it uh just to put that out there but like i felt for uh, like a good while that um Jewel was like progressing much faster than I was, right? And that was like almost bothersome to me, right? And like, you know, seeing him do such good work, I was envious to a certain yeah. aspect, right? And then, like, after a while, like, I s snapped myself out of it and I'm like, why? Well, like, how can you look down upon like the guy that kind of gave you that love for photography, right? Yeah. Whether it was an accident or not, right? Without him, I don't think you'd discover that. And like, how can you look down upon a person that is also like one of your best friends just because he's doing well and like you may not necessarily be doing as well? I mean and uh like really kind of spun that mentality on top of its head and now like i see a lot of people talking down about like people that keep in close vicinity with them just because they're doing well and i'm like how can right. you look down upon someone just doing well like yeah. like uh, uh, guys are i would say this is like kind of a male thing but a, a guy will be less likely to tell you you have like a dope outfit just for the simple fact that they don't think their outfit is on par with what you're wearing right 100 it's just like uh so i don't relate to that not the outfit part but <laughs> work wise you know mm -hmm. like they won't compliment what you're doing um and then they'll just hold it back because they're they might feel something towards it yeah but the yeah. fit thing's true as well yeah absolutely i think i think with fits as well like that's just the like male complex of like again kind of what we we're talking about just like having your emotions in check you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of people would uh would certainly think that like you complimenting someone on like their outfit mm. is is you like outwardly expressing your like 
interest in them as like a romantic partner, which like is certainly something I've experienced before. And it's like, okay, I I don't, I also don't get why like certain dudes will feel almost insulted by the fact of like, uh, like a homosexual male or like vice versa for like women and females. But I think this is more male thing because like, you know, uh, we've got like treacherous, like biological problems. (laughs) Um, But like, uh, like I actually know guys that are like almost insulted by gay guys like complimenting them. You know what I mean? Like uh, I would say during the summer, uh, me and a friend of mine were just like walking down Pape and Danforth, and like this gay guy was walking by us, right? And like, just for note, like he's a fairly stylish dude. Like you know, like I, I if regardless if he's gay or not, I fuck with his fit. Like he yeah. he's dressed dope, and like he just stopped literally like right in front of us, and I was kind of alarmed, right? Like someone just all of a sudden stopped right in front of you, like stand up straight, like you don't know what to do, like yeah. ready to <laughs> so fight you, yeah, yeah so ready robbed. to fight you, right? And then and then like with the like you know that estrogen filled voice, they're like you two really cute and then just walked away and i just felt good for the rest of that fucking day like i was like i got my own i got my own gender rooting for me you yeah. know what i mean felt good yeah and like I, I actually know a lot of people that i've talked about this before with and they feel offended by such like comment and i'm like why like how, how does that make sense yeah you just gotta get comfortable with yourself man like mm. be comfortable nice. with your sexuality because a lot of people aren't yeah for real yeah, yeah, yeah. They fear sure. just not taking your rates on fit pics. Like, fits. like that's just you. Like you're just catching the L, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, I think that's really neat about or, or a really interesting point you raise about uh, about that kind of envy or, or that idea of uh, people kind of putting down other people. You know, I, I definitely, I certainly don't think uh, it's among the masses, but I think um, amongst a lot of people who want to create who want to create but you know don't have their outlet or or feel as if you know their work isn't being put on like a pedestal that it should be uh envy certainly will play a role because so often like especially in this day and age uh there are people who are getting rates for no good reason there are people who are getting Okay, so maybe maybe you're not gonna feel the same way about this, but yes, I'm referring to Lil Yachty, bro. He makes me Hold so mad sometimes. <laughs> because because think about it, I can we can easily from like our own neighborhoods can think of people who are putting out music just as good, if not better, right? And it's like, what got Lil Yachty on that pedestal? Well, like, what marketing plan was it? Him? Was it some? Some guy yeah. in like a in a you know skyscraper it's, who was like this is how we're I gonna think make it's the same yeah. marketing plan recycled over and over and over again to just one thing like like Yachty made like one song that was kind of hot you yeah. know like trap was coming up he made one trap song it's kind of hot Uzi did the same thing Playboy Cardi didn't even make his own trap song he was featured on someone else's trap song yeah. called Fetty I'm pretty sure that's like the <laughs> one Playboy Cardi track that like is consistently known that's right and it's not even his yeah. You see, right? Like, it's not even his track, but, like, it, it, it pertains to that one thing. The one thing pops about them, and then, like, a big label is like, oh, okay, we can take this and reiterate it a lot, and it'll probably make us a lot of money, and that's what they do. Yeah. If you l- listen to, like, a little anything verse, like, it literally is, yeah, like, why? They gotta pause and say, yeah, just so they can think of the next thing to say. I'm pretty sure everything's a freestyle, but at the same time, it's like, like, that elementary school freestyle you have, like, by the swings, you know, when, like, that one kid was talking shit about you got mad bars, right? And, like, you you in your house got that one Nas poster, you know, aspiring to be, like, something really great, everything. Shout out, Maiden 
him one time. Nas is a legend, bro. Oh, yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> listening. Um, Shout out to him. But no, seriously. Um, and also, to anyone who's listening who isn't familiar with the rap game, go look up Lil Yachty. Go look up Playboy Cardi. Look at these artists, and you'll potentially understand where my frustration lies. It is kind of like a, you know, this dumbed-down version of what's already popular. I mean, I guess these guys... If you took Gucci Mane and then lost brain cells. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I guess what is potentially even more frustrating or, or even more like upsetting is like, if this is what we find hype, are we collectively lowering our standards or are we just like well, well f- feeding into the machine? You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, yeah, like, I think it's not necessarily feeding into the hype, but you have to also pertain it to the production on all these tracks the right. production on all these tracks is like pretty a1 like i think in yeah. terms of like rap production it is at its highest right. point which is also like a, like a good and bad thing you know what i mean yeah like because a good thing because like you just hear like gorgeous like time and effort taken on like the drum patterns yeah, the main melodies um like just the production overall yeah, right but then you have all these trash artists that because it's such a hot beat they can hop on it say whatever the fuck they want and you're still gonna listen to it because right. that beat is so fire yeah and it's and it's kind of it's kind of interesting to think because you know if it was just the beats that people cared about like every producer who's just like grinding right now living in their parents basement would be put on pedestals right but it is this like people don't it's listen the, to yeah exactly it's the need to yeah. have a like a lyric put over that that's beat. right yeah it's the need to hear our voice and and that's the thing right like that's where or like why hip-hop ends up being so special and that's why you have these arguments uh or you have this like middle ground of people who are like nah like i don't need to always listen to a guy like nas over some just like very simple beat or like you know even like tribe where it's just like a very simple standard hip-hop beat but their lyricism is like otherworldly or sometimes you don't or you know on the other hand you don't want to listen to little uzi say yeah like 30 times you know over a like a crazy good beat where like your sternum is rumbling here's my problem with it is that like you listen to like maybe like future and gucci Mane, who mind you are not like the greatest like rap artists in the world but they're clever with what they do you know what i mean they've got like pretty good one-liners and like little wayne like based his career off of like punchline rapping (laughs) oh yes you know what i mean and like and now especially i think like you listen to little wayne and you can appreciate it on another level i really think little wayne was ahead of his time even though he was as big as he was because i listen to little wayne now and i'm like fuck like this guy really said some shit like that like uh, the other day, I heard this uh, Gucci Mane and Lil Wayne song, and he literally opens his verse with some of the dirtiest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> He's like, uh, "What's it called?" He's like, "I gotta leave the family, but I gotta feed the family." Oh, it's not. He's like, "I gotta feed the family, but I had to leave the family." Cut off CMB. I'm an amputee. I'm like, "Holy shit!" This guy, like, just to like think of an analogy like that was like just mind blowing me. And like, that's like literally what Lil Wayne is based his career off of. Why can't you take that kind of like simplistic punchline rapping, yeah. put it to those same bang ass beats? Because it's really simplistic and yeah. it's the same shit you're hearing, just not gibberish. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the best way to put it. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like you can have the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah. You can listen to Tribe and then you can listen to Yachty. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a very good point. But, like, there are times where I'm like, yo, I can't take another Uzi verse. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't take another, yeah. Like, <laughs> but if I'm at a party, I'm not listening to Nas. I'm not listening to New York State of Mind. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I'm maybe, like, at the end of the night when everybody's too drunk and high to, like, care what is yeah. really playing in the background, you're trying to have some, like, really deep intellectual conversation. Drop a hot 16 bars, you know? Like, that's what's you, know, you know, it happens from time to time. You know, I gotta <laughs> let them know real quick. But, uh, the way it is, you man. Know, but, yeah, uh, that's a. 
I guess it is kind of the best part about it. The best part about hit the state of hip hop right now is that you know there are there's a great divide. Yeah, there's a great divide. I mean, you're gonna get people like freaking Naveko over here who thinks J Cole's trash. You I know, don't think he's trash. <laughs> okay, okay. I just don't. Past two albums. Who do you like better, J Cole or Drake? Hmm. Yo, I put on for the same. Yo, are the same. <laughs> <six guys. laughs> and uh, he hates Drake, by the way. So that's how I don't hate Drake either. <laughs> I don't hate them. Wait, uh, who, who who do you like? Who do you think is more talented? That's a very good question. They make you sweating profusely. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say Drake. I'm That's gonna, fine. I'm gonna say Drake for this. Yo, one. more life coming yeah. soon. <laughs> more, more life to- is coming. More tunes upon your head top. Yo, I got that album title beats. from like my boy, like yeah. yo, my boy, like uh, my boy Gurpreet. Yo, yeah. he's like, yo, he was like talking one time at uh, at, uh that Queen is but I bro. Yo, you like told me like yo, like more Drake overheard us or something. Fucking bro, forty, like, yo, he yeah. was like walking by and. <laughs> 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 Yo, Steve. yo, six talk, yo. So this is real six, 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 six talk. Um, real quick though, I want to talk about. Uh, so you, you guys can't see this, but uh, Josh post captioning, post captioning. He made a magazine. That's right, right. And, and we got it. We got it in studio. As the big turns the page. Yeah. <laughs> good. Hey, good. It features a lot of dope photography and uh, some good writing as well. And uh, you know, one one bit or two bits that stuck out to me. You'll tell the. Yeah. The second bit. First is melanin, a poem. Do you want to touch up on uh, melanin? Yeah. So um, the melanin poem is based off a lot of things, personal experiences, and talking to I would say fellow like dark people, because like I'm a fairly dark brown person, fairly, not as dark as Nivek. Nivek like probably like the epitome of darkness. Darkness. Um, eighty <laughs> percent cocoa dog. So oh, no darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, yeah, so um, basically what Melanin touches on is like uh, a bunch of different experiences I had, but one specifically uh, when I was modeling um, early on in that like kind of like portion of my creative life and um, the photographer like had me, I was like on a, like basically a white wall and like, you know, I uh, took the photo and I would just come back from vacation to Mexico. So like I'm even more tan than I am regularly. Right. And after taking the photo, I look at it and what I think is like a really cool photo. He's like, yeah, I can't use this photo, man. Like you're just really too dark for this composition. And like your skin contrasts too hard. And like, I was just like, yeah, like it, I was just like really offended. So like I, I wrote a poem about it. Also, I remember Nivik t- uh, talking to me about this uh, at one point in time about how he like wanted to model at some point, but also being as dark as he is felt like it wasn't something he'd get into because no one's really a, like, you know, support his college, jump on his wave. Um, well, but real quick, I wanted to be a model because uh, I wanted to do it a la Ian Connor, which is, you know, ugly dude out here, and it makes the photo more interesting. Yeah, like, Travis Scott is really ugly, too. Like, he's a like he's a pretty grotesque human <laughs> being, but, like, he's got dreads, he's grimy and shit, and, like, you know, women, some yeah, for some screen. reason, love that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that that's basically the premise of Melanin. Um, you know, just talking about, like being discriminated on for just being too dark mm. you know what i mean and like i didn't i didn't know that was necessarily a thing until i was legitimately told myself and that was just like the first experience i had with it i've had it like 
a handful of other times with different photographers mm-hmm. like you know while i modeled but like uh around the time that i got into photography i actually shot a lot of darker models for the specific fact and shot minimal photography for the specific fact of um you know kind of going against that like uh view and vision that apparently multiple people had right. I-, I thought it was like maybe just like i dealt with like one dick of a photographer mm-hmm. but yeah. like it was it was legitimately a thing that happened to me a couple different times yeah well, a major problem in the community, a lot of people can relate to it, a lot of our listeners, yeah. especially, um, major, major topic, man. Good, good on you for writing that, because hopefully, you know, you, you put it out maybe in the magazine or on, online and more people know about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, uh, for, for the most part, it's also something that you kind of envision with the, uh, with the, my Kirkland's project too, you know what I mean? It's just a similar idea, right? It kind of again plays on this idea of just kind of being funny about it right and also ripping off like mike calvin's but you know same idea right yeah like everything's based off of something like mike kirkland's loosely very loosely because i don't want to you know take uh, cover for i don't want to yeah no um from unfair and lovely of course shout yeah. out marusha happy belated birthday happy she's birthday. actually listening because she actually listens uh, on the regular shout out happy birthday marusha well good that was Methusen, MIT. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I, t- I saw that, and I was like, yo, like, I have some ideas where I saw Calvin Klein ads. There's never a brown person, or even as Colin. dark as me, yeah. Yeah. or even brown person, period. I'm like, yeah. why don't I do that? But with Kirkland, shout out Kirkland Tees, because I rock them on the regular. Yeah. Um, Kirkland everything. Kettle chips. We Kirkland down to our boxes. Everything. Water bottles. I feel like everything. there should be a Kirkland box logo. And, you know, it shouldn't be, uh, like, stitched in, like, the Supreme Box local, because that's yeah. just way too pricey Yo. for the yeah. Kirkland brand. And it should just literally be printed on in, like, really, sh- really shitty vinyl. Yo, can you Yo, make you these for us? Uh, yeah, yeah I, could, I could do that, like, in t- I would wear them 100%. That would be a hit. And reprint them on actual Kirkland tees, because, Jeez. you know, we gotta, we gotta keep the aesthetic. That's fine. That's fine. Oh my goodness. Actually, I want some long sleeves, though. Trademark. Some song, long, Trademark. Do they make Kirkland uh, long they sleeves? They don't? They don't. That's unfortunate. Oh, that is quite unfortunate. Either, right? Really, you, yo, Kirkland, you need to you need to step on that uh, long sleeve sweater production. Yo, you, you know? know what? Yo, tell the could... sweatshops they need to just sew some more fabric. Diversify. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know what we could do? We could buy champion tees or gildan tees, Ooh. and then print some shit on it that only costs us two or three dollars, and then sell them for six bills. You know, <laughs> we could see. call it. Uh, we could call it Pyrex. Nah, Py- nah. I feel like nah. Pyrex is already taken. We could call it. What can we call it? Um, it's another you know, form of we yeah. We, can we, uh, I feel like that one's taken too. Um, maybe uh, bashing children's head over the skull with capitalism. I don't. Maybe maybe that one works. Hot I don't take. Know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Hot that one Maybe I'm salty. I don't know. Soup it up. I don't know. Chris just dropped probably the hottest take of uh, the entire podcast series. Listen, man, my guy Fidel. He left this earth, and I feel oh, like... Oh, man, yeah, 2016 for Fidel as well. And I feel like some revolutionaries. I mean, okay, I won't get into Fidel. This guy lived a life of duality, you know? He's he's on both ends of the spectrum. He's got people for and against him, but whatever. He died whatever. on his own terms, bro. All right. Jeez, I feel like the last man who died on his own terms was Genghis Khan, and he died from a common cold. I don't know if you guys oh, know that's, that. that's, that's pretty fucking pathetic. Was it syphilis? It might have been. Okay. If he was banging so many chicks, I, I wouldn't even laugh about that. Um, okay, fair enough. I mean, if that's the case, then fuck it. Whatever, he's still dying. <laughs> <laughs> that way, I suppose. Um, and what, like a small percentage of the world still... Has DNA? That's right. It could be any one of us right here. That's the legacy right there. That's, <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> is it though? Is it really the dream? <laughs> um, shout out Genghis Khan though. Shout out, shout out both Genghis, Genghis Khans. Khans. Both Genghis Khans. Both. <laughs> 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 Listen, speak on the other Genghis Khan. <laughs> yo, yo. I was actually come so confused right now. I thought Genghis Khan died and I was going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you so, talking about? I know he's talking about Scarborough legend, Genghis Khan, a.k.a. Camouflage. The one and only. The one and only. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys that I that I saw him perform at TD, <laughs> at TD Daisy Fest? Shout out Zoo Babies, because that's where I went to I go see him before he became like... Huge when I was in grade five. He was really? shooting his music video. Is he from Scarborough? Is he from Percy, Markham? Yeah. yeah, he was shooting a music video at uh, Percy. Percy uh, Williams' greatest school ever. And um, I had the opportunity to um, drive, I mean, not drive, ride my bicycle past there. And we asked him what what uh, what he's doing. He said that he's shooting a video. So, so we asked him as we were kids, what channel? Yeah. And when he said YTV, we had to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's YTV. a hot take. That's <laughs> like YTV, bro. Genghis Khan. My friend's no. in the music video, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. we're gonna look that up. Uh, Are you in it as well, Matheson? No, no, I. Did oh, you not, cut, you cut. I, right, I did right, not right. have the privilege Fair. to be in that music video. Yeah, one day. And when yeah. when you drop your R&B album, the big. Oh we'll, yeah. We'll all be in the video. That's coming soon. Yeah. R&B album. Uh, it's called uh, a real sensual evening for the sad and lonely. Oh. Um, you know, sometime 2017. Yeah. Maybe late 2018. <laughs> Maybe late 2020, <laughs> but you know, we'll see, yeah, man. Kanye, we gotta know, wait till like 40, like, yeah. like, Vito's a project what? and like takes over, you know? Like, Is R. Kelly releasing a Christmas album? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't, don't fuck with me. Are you serious? Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Like, I know it's coming. Okay. I need that in my life. Yeah, I need that That's in my life. That's what I need. <laughs> I need R. Kelly singing uh, yeah, Frosty the Snowman right now. <laughs> <laughs> Almost will be better than DMX. He, he should have his own DMX. original single called Pissing in the Snow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we all make mistakes. You know? uh, I knew the or, first to defend R. Kelly would be If it's yellow, make. let it mellow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or that's what I Kelly on, Don't piss on a girl's face. <laughs> great, Please. Great segue. Uh, Josh actually mentioned before this that uh, the story of how you met your girlfriend because... You actually have a poem about her on the last. Okay, week. yeah. So um, Aww. this is a really interesting. A great story. segue talking about peeing <laughs> on people. Peeing on a girl. Uh, <laughs> I hope my girlfriend hears this to know that, like, you know, when I'm thinking about peeing on a person, I'm thinking about. Yeah, it. ten out of ten segue. Perfect. Ten, ten out of ten, ten segue. <laughs> Would definitely recommend on Yelp. <laughs> so yeah, so being like, I've been like single like about two and a half years before I met this current girl that I'm dating. Shout out to the fact of, uh, you know, being really lonely. And, uh, Shout out to all the single people out here. Yeah, so. <laughs> we here. We so, here. We're, we're really here. We're still here. <laughs> Please help us. Please. So as long as I can remember riding, like, the bus late night on the way home, you know, you see a pretty girl on the bus and you're like, wouldn't it just be nice? She just happened to get off at this stop and happened to live on your street and happened to be your age and happened okay. to be single and willing to suck your dick. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? Serendipitous. So, yeah, so anyways, um... So I like uh, this is this is like the this is the day after Frank Ocean drop Endless right so I get on the bus like twelve thirty at night jump on the one sixteen I gotta take like two stops right to get to like my street and then I walk into my street right. so I'm not paying attention to anything like I'm so entranced with this Frank Ocean album this nigga been missing for like four years yeah. right like Frank Ocean like is like the only thing I know right now right. right I get on the bus. And then I see this, like, really pretty Asian girl sitting on the bus, but I paid no mind. Like, Frank Ocean, the only thing that mattered right now, right? Yeah. She she could probably, like, the bus could explode, and I'd probably still be looking for that, like, other headphone to, like, yeah. listen to the rest of this album. <laughs> yeah. So, I get off the bus, she gets off the bus, still not paying attention to anything, right? Um, 
So I jaywalk across the street, and then she jaywalks right in front of me. All of a sudden, I'm like alert as fuck. <laughs> right? I'm like, nah, okay. So I'm like, hmm, hmm. She starts walking in like the direction toward my street. I'm like, okay. So I like I slow my roll, you know, <laughs> to like bite into this possible fantasy coming true. All right. So there's like this gas station right at the corner that turns into my street. She cuts through the gas station. So I take the photo that you see on that last page there. It's a little like white speckle in the right. That's her. Ultramar, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to that Ultramar gas station. You know they they sell backwoods cheap still. What? It's like two seventy five for a single backwood. Shout outs to them. You know what I mean? Yo, a pack is like less than ten dollars. It's it's bless. It's bless. Shout out to the Ultramar. Yeah. Scarborough problems. Yeah. <laughs> Scarborough problems. So, anyways, yeah. So then she cut she cuts some gas and she's walking down my street at this point. I'm like, yo, she gotta be coming to see some dude or something like that. I ain't never seen this chick ever before in my life. And mind you, like, she ain't dressed like your typical Scarborough ratchet. Like this girl's dressed in like some super minimal. Oaken Fort t- like oh, dress okay. type okay. shit like yo she was she was flossing right so um anyways so I take this picture and I'm like alright I'm gonna I'm like start a conversation with this picture somehow having no idea what the fuck I'm doing so I start speeding <laughs> up to catch this girl cause she got like a fair amount of distance in front of me and she hears me speeding up cause I'm a big dude okay. like I got like size 12 feet that shit <laughs> makes sound yeah. right so she starts speeding up like fuck I creeped her out so I start bitching out like any regular like you know fucking right. single dude who hasn't seen Who's action in years yeah. right <laughs> yeah so like she's extremely creeped out anyways I start bitching out I get close to my house, so I start just walking faster to pass her and, like, trying to convince myself to open my mouth and say something to this girl. Luckily, she just turns around out of nowhere, and she's like, I'm sorry to bother you, but, like, do you live on the street? And I'm like, yeah, I live right there pointing to my house. I'm like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, you live on the street? She's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, how long have you lived here? She's like, since I was 13. I'm like, in the 20 plus years that I've lived on this street, I've never seen you. She's like, you're 20, I'm 19. This little ding just went off in my head, like... (laughs) Like, this is going to go really well. And, like, you know, a couple months later after cutting my hair and not looking like a greasy fuck anymore. And then, like, you know, taking her out on a real date and not to, like, some basic ass, like, ramen place. Hey, you took her to Boston Pizza. Pizza, I actually took her to a restaurant that my friend worked at. And you just happened to be there that night. So, like, right... So when I walked in, like, the first thing I see is him, like, grabbing menus out of the podium. Podium, they're like, yo, AC. And then she was super blown away at the fact that we got, like, waited on, handed for it, and, like, stuck in this, like, VIP section when really, like, it cost me not a dime. Man. Ooh, University. What, what University. Uh, Ryoji. It's a ramen place on college. It's really, really good. Shout out to Ryoji. Okay. Like, yo, we'll get sponsored by them. Through the, you know, help with Josh, whatever. Yeah, we're going to get that. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Wow. You know, just bowls ramen at every podcast. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That'd be fine. We'd probably dummy this laptop from <laughs> all the hot liquid, but you know, <laughs> Absolutely. it's no big deal. That's not a problem. Yeah. Um, so when it, when, it comes to, when it comes to these projects, obviously uh, you mentioned uh, Frank Ocean quite a bit, um, but when it comes to photography or just kind of, you know, your creative work in general, besides Frank Ocean, do you feel like from a young age or even in the kind of like recent past you found particular individuals to, to, to be your main sources of inspiration? Like who would you kind of say, you know, throughout time have been your, your sources of inspiration? I'll say like over time, like they've, they've kind of changed it. Uh, My life has been really revolved around music since I was young. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I grew up on like Bollywood movies. If you know anything about Bollywood movies, them shits have songs like every 20 minutes and those shits are like three hours. So like every, every 20 minutes, they're like a drama, a romance, like a politically like social commentary movie an action movie and and a comedy. Like if I had to break down the basis for any Bollywood film, it's essentially guy likes girl, girl doesn't like guy. 
there's some huge conflict, fight scene, someone dies, girl all of a sudden likes guy, and then there's like this big scene in like an open field with like a singular tree, yeah. right? Where this girl like, you know, is just like teasing him, dancing in behind the tree and shit, and yeah. he's just like, bitch, come here, like, I'm just trying to get some. Yeah. And that's every Bollywood movie. Yeah, ever made, seriously. Yeah. So, so that was a primary source of information. Yeah, August. so like that that started my love for music because all you ever heard was songs, you know what I mean? And yeah. then like when I like grew older and found out cable television, the thing, I watched BET because, right. you know, mm. fucking BET. Yeah. Right? Educating the youth out here. Exactly. Yeah, so sure. like, I, like I actually just really fell in love with music watching 106 in Park. It's so yeah. dumb to say because they had the stupidest music on there like Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, like fucking uh, YC something. What? Nice. He, he had that song called Racks with a, oh, young, the, with a young parent. Chris, yeah. Young Chris. Is that what YC stands <laughs> yeah. for? The more you know. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> I didn't even know Young Chris. Young Jock. Can I, yo, Young Jock. Young yeah. Jock. Yo. Um, Mims. Mike Mims. Jones. What up to Mims and Mike Jones? Mike Jones and Forever. I'm just waiting. Yo, hold on. I want to say one really of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life is Looking Boy by Young Jock and whoever the fuck those other three <laughs> guys are on that track. That song is great. And the video, like, I don't know. I can't find this video for the life of me. But if someone finds this video. What's like, the name of the song again? Say it again. Oh, it's uh, Looking Boy Looking by Young Boy. Jock and, like, three other dudes that I cannot remember the name. But there, it's literally an entire song of just dissing people all together. And it's great. <laughs> it's so fucking, like, you know how, like, how nowadays people be, like, uh, like, Oh, like turtle head ass. Like, it's basically yeah. that, but it, like Looking Boy was like that back <laughs> oh. before that. Oh yes, you'd yeah, be like yeah, a bus ass, a bus ass buy a, a buy a sandwich with like fucking all looking five boy, cent coins. Looking Boy, looking yeah. Boy. Every, <laughs> after every lyric, it's commented by saying yeah. "ass Looking Boy." Wow. Yeah. And it's so good. Scooby Dooby Doo <laughs> by Vic Looking Boy. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like shit, like like wow. that's an actual lyric, by the way. Damn. Like that. I'm telling you, if you find that video, it is so worthwhile <laughs> to watch. It used to play on BT all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. it did. That was Looking the shit. Boy. And then like you know, BT went under. Bow went bankrupt and changed his name to Shad Moss. You know, yeah. like life's not going good. Um, get woke one time. But that's I would say it. like a lot of my inspiration came from music, and funny enough, a lot of the like music is like the medium that I express myself least in. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, I was a very like lonely child and have like many friends growing up. Um, so like Kanye was really big for me because like Kanye just seemed to be like so real and intuitive about what he was doing and like really lyrical about everything he was talking about. I couldn't relate. I had no bitches. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't trying to buy a chain on layaway. Yeah. So uh, I didn't have my jaw wired shut, you know? Yeah. Um, Kid Cudi is probably, like, still to this day one of my biggest inspirations. Because, like, j just to know that someone, like, you know, was so dark and depressed and could still make it in the rap industry and also, like, stylistically do it very differently. Yeah. Um, that was really big for me. So I resonated a lot with Cudi and still to this day, like, fuck with Cudi a lot. Shout out to him. Hope he yeah, uh, gets man. out of rehab. Comfortable with his emotions, man. Yeah. That's... You know what I mean? Coming like back to what we were saying. Yeah, Kanye was big for me. Like, a shout out to Kanye. Hopefully, he's not actually psychotic. Just seeing your idol, like, go into, like, the hospital and be ragged even more than he's already, like, you know, setting up for himself is, mm -hmm. like, it's kind of kind of destructive. Oh, man, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is kind of, you know, kind of neat to hear that, like amongst, Ed, like, amongst the people you just named, like, none of them happen to be photographers. None of them specifically happen to be. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Uh, and that's, like, a that's like a, a cool thing that a lot of people want. I fuck with Pharrell a lot. That's another yeah. one I don't yeah. think I mentioned. And Pharrell is a guy that legitimately does everything. Like, yeah. he works with Adidas to design some really kick-ass kicks. I have a pair of those, like, uh, the super color uh, superstars that he yes. did. And, like, Olive. I, oh, fucking dope. Yeah. Wish I could have got my hands on those, uh, like, NMDs he did. But yeah. they were ridiculously priced yeah. for no reason. What was the name of them again? I can't. Human race. Was it the human race one? The, all the different colors, right? 
Mm. Like the blue and the yellow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Those were hot. Those those were pretty dope. Yeah. I, I fuck with those. Couldn't get my hand on a pair. Yeah. I accidentally won a pair of NMDs, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, I entered, like, a giveaway from the UK for, like, these women's, like, pink camo Same NMDs. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> and it's one of those uh, giveaways you enter your credit card information. So if you do win, they just charge you and ship out the shoes the same day. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm never going to win this because I never win any of these things. And, like, the day the shoes release, I wake up to an email that says, you've won these NMDs and they're now on their way to your house. And they're, like, you know, size 9.5 UK. So that's, like, 10 and a half men's US. I'm 11 yeah. and a half, 12. That, like, that shit's not for the <laughs> yeah, so resale gang. Yeah. By the shit. way, if y'all looking for a pair of, like, pink camo NMDs, you know. Damn. I'll let you boy. Yeah, for real. Let get that discount, yeah. that plug discount. Maybe, that plug know? discount. <laughs> I got slapped with a $71 uh, duty charge. Oh, you know, ah, perfect. Because, you know, couldn't just get my shoes in peace. Of course not, man. Of course not. Hard uh, Nivek actually has a, uh, a very early bedtime because he's a, he's a man child. But before we go, um, where can people find, where can people find your, a lot of your work, your, your photography or even like the clothing that you want to put out? I know you said you're, you're trying to get a website on the go, right? Is it primarily going to be on there? Uh, so, uh, right now in terms of photography, you can see, uh, my stuff on my Instagram at no memory left. Um, uh, my Instagram's formatted a lot differently from uh, your traditional Instagram, so don't try and like look at individual photos. Actually, go on my feed and scroll through. It's kind of like a storybook. Right. Hard to understand by explanation. Uh, very easy to understand visually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where you can see my photography. Um, in terms of like my book and like my collection of clothing, that will be on my site. Uh, hopefully, we're aiming for the end of January. Like we've got like layouts done right now. We're just trying to you know insert photos, have content on the site, so we don't just launch it as this like blank slate. Um, so end of January, it'll probably be like at nomemoryleft.com or whatever it may be. My Instagram will be easy to keep up with because sure. when when I decide to release everything, it'll be on there first. So like you know the basis that I already have, yeah. we'll kind of know where to find of course, the other of stuff course. I do. Proper man, proper. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. No, episode. thank you for having me. You know, this is dope. I would definitely yeah, want to do this again if you guys would have me back. Oh, for yeah, sure, for man. sure, man, for sure. Uh, also, real quick, hotsoflivelabs.com. Peep it. Uh, it's evolving right now. It's oh, it's growing. It's we're gonna. Good. I uh, I think we're gonna have some some end of year lists. Maybe like a end of year oh. meme list, end of year Ooh, album list. Split good. split between the and I because. Um, you know, I mean, J. Cole's not going to find his way on mine, but, you know, we might have some different opinions, so we'll put that on there. Um, any last words? Methusen and Nogen, thanks again for, for joining us here today. Um, well, I got I got some last words. If you got a, a final exam coming up, oh, it's all multiple choice, it's always the longest answer. Or C. <laughs> or C. I said it was or C. Mm. When in doubt, C. When, when it's in all of the above. It's all, it's all of the above. Okay, here's a, hold on. Now, now bring that up. When there's a none of the above, is it ever none of the above? Because I feel like it's never none it's of the above. It's never none of the above. It's never none of the above, right? Fuck those people who, are, who put none of the above and all of the above. That, that's a mark you They're just like, lost there. A, B, C, D, E, F. I'm like, why? Just do A, B, C, D, bro. Yo, my, my favorite is A, B, B, and C. Oh, that's the oh, Or A and C. Whoever made that style question, yo, get out of here, man. We don't need you. You have a special spot in hell reserved for you. Just a chair with bare rusty nails at the fucking bottom of it. Yeah. You know, sit your ass down and catch hepatitis A. Sorry, Um you know, I was actually just thinking about this. Uh what do we call our listeners? Floppers? 
Yo. Just mere bad floppers. Shout out to all the floppers. Yo, bro. you're all floppers for listening to this yeah, pod. That's sick, but uh, to all the floppers, man, thank you for listening. Sound like socks and sandals. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we'll go with that. I have a story about that too, but we'll get into that like another pod. But thank you, floppers. Thanks uh, to Josh. Thank you, Methusin, uh, Nojin, for coming through. Stay safe in these blistery. Blizzardous streets out here. Best of luck with your exams if you got them. If you're doing some shit with your family, your friends, you know, stay safe in these streets. And Have a good time. Enjoy your life. Listen to Jadakiss. All right, bye. Chestnut shot in your back, little boy. Valtrex brand new day, little boy. You in house, L Cool J, little boy. Get your no mama, no mama. Penny off good times, big JJ, little boy. Point him out, point him out, point him out, point him out. Oh, hell, hell, I need love, little boy. Fake ID can't get in the club, little boy. Remember me from school? Hell, now nah, you get no love, little boy. Ring around your club, little boy.